Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. This is the last time we will be joining you from the group stages because the group stages are over as the Sunrisers Hyderabad have cruised to the playoffs after an extremely impressive 10 wicket win over the Mumbai Indians which also means that the Kolkata Knight Riders are out. So our sympathies and commiserations to all KKR fans and enthusiasts out there. No more so than Shreya who's joining us this evening. Welcome Shreya, how are you feeling? Hi, um doing doing well uh, only because uh, man from Bengal Riddhiman Saha has played a big role for in Sunrisers qualifying into the top 4. Otherwise just a bit gutted for all these Kolkata fans who I know. Hmm hmm someone who's who felt probably yesterday very different emotions than you are currently feeling. is also on this podcast Shashank Kishore you're here after a long long time oh yes good to be back uh, it's been a while and uh, yes mighty relieved that uh, rcb is through uh, to the playoffs shreyas will start with you yeah i mean sunrisers today they needed to win they knew that a victory it was as simple as that for them a victory would take them through but i've got to say it was extremely extremely impressive i mean even though the target wasn't high even though we're playing at charger when you know that it's either win or bust chasing 150 also is not easy is it no it's not and uh, they were do on a show this class by accelerating towards the end sort of killing the chase if there was any doubt that uh, mumbai could claw back he ended it and riddhiman saha also showed his class um, he, sh- he showed that him being a partner uh, and ensuring that a foreign batsman a foreign player goes lower down the batting order just gives warner a different method to play he doesn't have to worry so much about having a weak uh, lower middle order and and those sort of things may made the difference uh, you could see that uh, sunrisers were cruising all along and barring maybe a bit of overs where pollard was hitting uh, towards the back end of the first innings uh, sunrisers dominated the whole game absolutely absolutely they did you know on yesterday's podcast when we were looking ahead to to this match uh, i made the suggestion to to varun and debayan that uh, maybe it's time sunrisers got besto back into the lineup just for this particular game considering it was sharja and all that i mean i'm so glad they didn't do it because shresh watching saha is i mean especially for you it must bring back memories a eh? and the fact that he has been so damn impressive as an opener ever since he came into the side see it's it's a two pronged two pronged issue here the number one is that saha is excellent in the power play and once he survives in the power play then he can maybe slow down a little bit but then he has he has brought these new gears into his game which has allowed him to explore a different side of saha who we are seeing who doesn't just get out after the seventh over something which an issue which say parthiv patel used to suffer from for a long time so saha showed that and the second thing is that getting best to in means a lot of other complications and the number one is what happens to the who is the other foreigner who goes out and uh, and uh, williamson brings that stability in in the middle order and jason holder can do so much with the bat and with the ball that uh, i honestly don't see best to even making it to the team uh, in in the coming seasons um, you know they might even consider uh, releasing him if if, uh, if if they choose choose to do so because keeping two foreigners in the top uh, um, as openers is actually going to hurt your team on more more days than it doesn't No, that that's a very brave call but but it it could be a fair one as well because i remember when when we started the season when we were previewing srh shanky it was almost a certainty that best of warner and rashid khan were the undroppables 
everyone else they would fit in around them or if one of them got injured so so that's pretty impressive but shashank you watched the first innings and the bowling of srj and i think one person who's gone under the radar during this entire season during a lot of seasons has been sandeep sharma especially in the power play overs how how impressed have you been with him very impressed with uh, sandeep sharma the way he's uh, come back into the season uh, he's been in and around the ipl since 2012 ever since he uh came out of the under 19 world cup uh the winning under 19 world cup batch uh and since then he's uh, shown a lot of improvement as a cricketer even went on to play for india in 2015 or 16 to uh, you know, 20 years i completely forgot about that like today i was just uh, i googled his name i went on his on onto his page on our website and there it was 2220 years i think it was versus zimbabwe right oh yes against zimbabwe in zimbabwe and he did fairly okay uh for uh, the format uh, but hasn't played since and uh, partly a reason for that is he's been injury prone uh, you look at his record uh, over 8 years or 9 years he's just managed to play 44 for first class matches and about 70 odd uh, list a matches so he's uh, he's had a lot of issues with injuries and form in the past but the way he's come back uh, over the last couple of years has been really commendable um and um, there was also a meme on uh, twitter going around that this guy has the wood over virat kohli so maybe he shouldn't be getting him out so much if he wants to really make a comeback and all sorts <laughs> of things uh but uh, he's got an excellent knuckle ball uh, he makes up for the uh, lack of pace uh by having the ability to swing the new ball much like uh, bhuvneshwar kumar has excellent control so i think uh, another good season and he could be in the periphery of the india a team uh possibly but um, i mean yeah it's uh, too far fetched to think he could make an india comeback but yes uh, another good season and who knows he could be back in the reckoning he's only 27 so these stats were shared to all of us by our very own gaurav sundaraman shrest i mean if you compare bumrah and sandeep sharma bumrah we know is an a plus bowler across formats and they've both played 90 ipl games sandeep sharma has more wickets he has a very very slightly better average and he has a better strike rate than jaspreet bumrah now that is impressive yeah it's impressive and he also bowls uh, in the power play when the field is uh, only two people outside the boundary i'm uh, sorry outside the circle so yeah i mean those issues are i mean he does bowl under those conditions and he does succeed in them but uh, the the stuff like average and stuff also helps is also high because he bowls in the power play to play a batsman at length to take take him on and sometimes he gets wickets but one more stat which i learned is that he now has the most wickets in the power play in ipl history he has uh, 53 wickets in 89 innings and uh, not only is it way more than bhuvaneshwar kumar who has 48 but he's got it in 21 lesser innings than bhuvi so this guy is a power play phenomenon with the new ball he's amazing and teams are best suited to use sandeep sharma right at the top trying to using him three overs at the top and maybe four if he can if if his body allows him to because in the years past i think he had a couple of years before he had a poor ipl okay uh, i think in maybe for kings 11 or when he just moved to hyderabad and that is because teams the captains wanted to make him bowl two at the top and two at the death and and some, and some bowlers simply should know what the limitations are and sandeep's limitation is his lack of pace and that means that batsmen can really uh, line you up if if when they need it so as long as the ball is swinging sandeep sharma is in play and he's showed it so far in this tournament as well i mean uh, i agree with shrest you know as long as the new ball is um, i mean as long as they swing uh, 
Sandeep Sharma will always uh, be into play. Uh, it's not it's not just Virat Kohli who he's uh, managed to be uh, pretty successful against. Uh, I remember in the UAE itself uh, six years ago how he tamed uh, Chris Gale, um, you know, with the new ball and got him bold, got a couple of deliveries to swing back in, then got one to nip away and Gale looked to charge down the wicket, completely missed the line of the delivery and bold. So, so he's he's managed to get some big scalps in the IPL, uh, and the very fact that uh, the Sunrisers Hyderabad are, can, have continued to play him over someone like Khalil Ahmed, who's gone on to play for India, uh, you know, is, is a big show of confidence on uh, just what um, how uh, improved a bowler Sandeep Sharma is and how much they uh, really value him. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised, um, you know, even if 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 he's potentially considered to be uh, retention material for the franchise going forward. I know it's a big thing to say, but who knows? I mean, there have been bigger calls made in the past uh, and this could be another one that uh, potentially the Sunrisers could take. And he, al- he also did the double over Rohit Sharma this season. He got him out in, in his first spell in both the games. So, he, he has an act- ability to take very important wickets at the top. So, Shreshth, uh, I'm on a group with a couple of my mates from school. There are three of us on that group and around, I think, maybe the eighth or the seventh game, uh, we had suggested that the three top teams were certain, which was Mumbai Indians, RCB and Delhi Capitals. I think Delhi were even top of the table at that point of time. I picked Kings Eleven as my fourth side. Another person picked KKR and the third person picked, uh, I think, what was it? Rajasthan Royals. Yeah, after Tevatya's knocks to go through. Nobody picked SRH. Now, was that, were we all still sleeping on SRH? Did you expect this, this to come from this side? I think teams, people were sleeping on SRH a bit and that is because uh, at first glance, Prama Facey, it, it seemed like that lower middle order of the batting lineup was weak. You know, people didn't hear much about Abdul Samad barring only those who follow domestic cricket. If you haven't followed the Under-19 World Cup, you wouldn't have heard much about Priyam Garg. Abhishek Sharma, you keep hearing a little bit about. So, SRH's middle order, lower middle order was not giving that sort of confidence. And then we know Bhuvaneshwar got injured. So, so it, it wasn't too unfair to believe that uh, SRH were not good enough to make it, you know. I mean, it, the path, their path was quite difficult considering the injuries which they've had. And they also had one for uh, Mitchell Marsh, who was their, sort of their prime, prime all-rounder, all-rounder. So, yeah, there was, it, is, it, is, it has eventually come into a surprise because I think SRH won the last three or four games to qualify. So, it, it, there were better teams around at that point who simply fell, fell by the wayside as the tournament progressed. And don't uh, forget Vijay Shankar, uh, another uh, uh, injury that potentially could have uh, hampered them. Another player who they uh, really think uh, was that all-rounder who could have uh, given them the kind of, um, you know, you can say three dimensions that Mitchell Marsh provides. But unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, that wasn't to be either. Well played, Shashank. Well played. But okay, I'll ask you as well. Did you, did you expect SRS to do this though, hand on heart? No, I think uh, I, um, when we had all these pre-tournament uh, predictions and stuff, um, I pegged them to be around fifth or sixth. I thought at max they could fight for that fourth spot and that's exactly what it's come down to. But yes, um, I genuinely didn't think that they had the firepower to finish at least in the top two, uh, which which they haven't. But having said that, I think they are a very dangerous team now and they will be playing RCB in the Eliminator 
and it's going to be a very very uh, tough clash uh, for uh, Virat Kohli and team uh, purely because Sunrisers Hyderabad have you know they've just the, the manner in which they've bounced back in the last four games has been incredible uh, RCB on the other hand are going back in with the four back to back losses so in that sense um, Sunrisers have um, the edge uh, and they've also beaten RCB in knockout games in the past uh, so and they they beat them in the most recent outing as well in Sharjah so in that sense uh, sunrisers have bounced back really well uh, everyone's looking in form i mean uh, david warner and ridiman saha up front they've just set the tempo with the bat uh, there's no backing down uh, even today they could have just easily looked to play out the power play because you know they weren't chasing a big score as such and uh, on Sh- in sharjah where 200 plus has been chased down I think this was uh, not even a total that they they really had to you know uh, look at with such uh, real uh, um, hard lens. So in that sense, they approached it really well. They just gave it their might. Uh, they went after the bowling. Uh, they did not want to expose the middle order or give any uh, room for uh, uh, potential stutters. So they are in red hot form, and I think uh, you know they are a very very dangerous team going forward. The fact that today's game was, uh, sorry, the game against Mumbai was uh, a virtual knockout for them and they won it with such ease, puts them in a really good mental space because this was their knockout and they succeeded with flying colours. On the other hand, RCB, DC, I mean, it could have, it could have been a prospective knockout if RCB did not play very well and they sort of fell by the fell by the wayside there. So, I think that factor, the mental factor, that the way SRH has dominated this Mumbai team, which... Okay, it does not have Bolt or Bumrah, but it still has Pattinson, Colton Isle. I mean, these are great, great bowlers, international quality bowlers. And the, the way they won, um, they are definitely now favourites uh, to make it to the second qualifier. Kishresh, but can I, can I go against the grain here? Uh, and I think we mentioned this yesterday on the pod as well. RCB, of course, I mean, Shashank has mentioned it. They're coming in with four losses. But what they can do is wipe the slate clean. They have... They've, they've, they've stumbled over the line, but they have reached the playoffs, which which was probably the aim at the start of the season for them. SRH, on the other hand, despite this run of victories, it will take them three more in a row to, to win the title. Uh, could it actually be a case of where RCB can wipe these previous results, put these previous results behind them and come in with, I don't know, a renewed sense of purpose into their eliminator versus SRH? See, the confusing bit for RCB, I'll tell you, is that the players they have brought in okay, have done decently well. And therefore, that, that makes their 11 composition a bit difficult to decide on what their set team is. SRH know what their team is now. okay? They're not going to make changes if they reach the final. But RCB, for example, they played Shabazz Ahmed the other day and he did decently well. But does he have the temperament of a eliminator? Does he have the temperament to bowl against the likes of David Warner or Kane Williamson? So, those, those issues might come up for RCB as to what their best 11 will be against SRH. And so, that sort of keeps their, them mentally a bit foggy. I will not. I don't think they will have such a clear head the way SRH would have approaching this game. That, that said, guys like Kohli and De Villiers are there in your team. Uh, Siraj is bowling excellent. Uh, Washington Sundar has been good. They've, the Padikal has been in form. They can do it. There's no doubt about it. And SRH have shown that. And SRH have shown that if you can... Just get the first three people out, uh, Warner, Pandey and Williamson, then SRH are in big trouble. And that's what all teams are going to do. They're going to, RCB is going to look to attack really heavy at the top. And they know that in the first 10-12 overs, if they can get these three guys out, 
then even if they have inexperienced bowlers in the back end, they'll only be bowling to inexperienced batsmen. Karthik, you spoke about RCB looking to wipe the slate clean and approach uh, the playoffs with a fresh sense of uh, purpose. Um, what I'd like to see them do is, uh, you've you've invested in Aaron Finch purely to reduce the dependency on uh, Kohli and De Villiers. And uh, I agree that, uh, you know, Finch hasn't delivered the way they would have expected him to. He's just got one half century, a score of 47. But he's got three good starts with Devdat Patikal up front. Now, these are the kind of matches that you expect your big ticket buys, uh, a captain of a national team, a good white ball player to come into his own in a knockout game. And Aaron Finch certainly has that pedigree to do well. So what I'd like to see RCB do is uh, bring back Aaron Finch uh, for uh, Josh Felipe and uh, probably have Virat Kohli move up to open the batting with Devdat Padikal and Finch slotting in at three. Uh, this will not only mix it up for Finch and give him a sense of uh, new sense of purpose uh, and a new uh, kind of a role, but it will also allow Kohli to just get that little more time that he's probably been craving for in the middle but hasn't been able to get it. Because every time he comes out to bat in the 10th or 6th or 7th or 8th, whatever over, uh, he's taken a little bit of time to get going. And by the time he's looking to launch, invariably RCB probably have lost a tiring Devdat Padikal at the other end. So Kohli has to delay his slog again. So it'll be nice to see Kohli move up uh, with Padikal. Finch coming in at 3. Felipe, I mean, he's done no wrong uh, with all due respect. But uh, the real reason of him uh, coming in was, you think, was to keep wickets in place of A.B. De Villiers. But uh, it's now clear that, uh, you know, they want to have A.B. keeping. So uh, why not make a big call and bring in a seasoned campaigner in, in a knockout game in number three? Or even get in Moin Ali, you know. Moin Ali, he's played a little bit and he's done okay. And I think Moin would uh, relish the... the the type of bowlers which SRH are gonna be there, you know, uh, Moin can really uh, negate the uh, the Shabazz Nadim effect. He can maybe go uh, go hard against Sandeep Sharma, Jason Holder. So he's also there for them. Finch is not the only option because Finch, uh, I don't know how good he might be uh, apart from opening, but Moin is that floater who maybe can even open who can maybe come at one down, whatever whatever need be. Okay, so predictions, guys. Shresh, you go first for the Eliminator. I think it's going to be SRH. And one thing I want to say at this point is that only once has a team which has finished third or fourth gone on to win the IPL. And that means they have to win three in a row to lift the trophy. And that is SRH who did it in 2016. They are the only team to do it. And I mean, they are the same captain. A lot of players from this squad are the same. So it's... I, I'm backing SRH against RCB. Uh, well, I think uh, if if they win the toss uh, and they chase, I think RCB has a very good chance. Uh, if they bat first and look to set a total, uh, maybe, you know, I think I'd fancy uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad. Okay, fair enough. Sitting a little bit on the fence there, Shanky. But yeah, before the Eliminator, we're going to have Qualifier 1, which is the Mumbai Indians, who we saw today having brought back their captain, Rohit Sharma, into the 11 after he recovered from a hamstring injury. They suffered a massive loss, but they still finished top and they will face the Delhi Capitals in Qualifier 1. Shashank, how do you see this match heading? I mean, Delhi didn't look the best heading into the playoffs. Yeah, certainly not. But, uh, you know, 
they've been rewarded for all the good work they did in the first 10 matches. And that's, you know, they were on a roll. Uh, they went on a winning spree. And the uh, reason why they did that was because uh, they had a settled uh, combination. I think the Rishabh Pant injury in Game 7 or Game 8, uh, at the, uh, a little more than the halfway mark, kind of derailed them a little bit because that meant that they had to get in uh, Alex Carey as a wicketkeeper, which meant they had to drop Shimran Hetmeyer and bring in Ajinkya Rahane. And then Rahane took a little bit of time to get into his groove. And uh, finally, after a, a few games out in the middle, he finally got a half century yesterday So, uh, in, in the final league game. So, uh, it's taken a while uh, to, you know, uh, settle this combination once again after that Rishabh Pant injury. And Rishabh Pant himself hasn't been the same uh, player after he's come back from the niggle or whatever that was. So, it's, it's just unsettled them a little bit. But... Uh, a win of the kind against RCB in the final league game has kind of helped, uh, you know, ease those nerves. And again, it's just a question of uh, trusting their instincts. And Sure. Uh, Shrest, is is this 10-wicket loss going to matter to Mumbai Indians? I mean, if there's one side that you feel that can just brush this kind of defeat aside, it is MI, aren't they? I agree that MI is best placed uh, as a sort of a setup, as an organization to come out of situations like these. Especially because they knew that they were going to enter this game with a sort of a weaker 11. So I, I felt that, that this game was already lost by MI even before the game started. Uh, when you, when you uh, rest your two highest wicket-taking bowlers, then it's, it's only natural that you would struggle. So the good thing is the people who will return, they won't have the baggage of this game. And, and more, most importantly, it will be the bowlers who have the most baggage because they lost by 10 wickets. So in that sense, having Bolton Bumrah back, uh, it's going to do wonders for the team. And uh, the thing is, the rest of the batting lineup, they're experienced, you know. So they'll be able to handle a defeat like this. Today, today, uh, Mahila Jayavardhane must be talking to them about um, how this was just a sort of a simulation. It doesn't matter what happened, that they are top of the table. So I, I, I don't see uh, MI, MI being troubled too much. I don't think they'd really be too bothered by this loss to, uh, I agree. against Sunrisers. I think uh, they earned the right to, you know, uh, make changes and uh, experiment a little bit because they were so far ahead of the rest of the pack uh, at the end of uh, 13 matches that they earned the right to do it. So, and it was a very well-deserved rest as well for Bumrah and uh, Bolt. Um, you know, just at the start of the season, uh, there were a lot of questions asked about Bumrah's form and how he's looked a little iffy, how he's looked a little inconsistent. Um, and he's answered all those questions emphatically by being, uh, you know, winning games single-handedly, bowling, telling spells after telling spells. Uh, and the same goes with uh, Trent Bolt as well. I mean, he was uh, released by uh, Delhi Capitals. He was traded uh, in the preseason uh, to the Mumbai Indians. And uh, what a statement he has, uh, uh, put. he can potentially make uh, in qualifier one uh, against the very team that kind of uh, decided that he wasn't probably needed. So, uh, very exciting, the the Clash Qualifier 1, Delhi versus Mumbai. Uh, there's a lot more to it than just uh, the two IPL franchises playing. It's two, it's a clash of two big cities as we all uh, keep talking about, Delhi and Mumbai. And we all know the kind of rivalry that there is. Sure, that should be fun to watch. But before we end today, let's take one last look at the group stage. 
table with the Mumbai Indians first, Delhi Capital second, Sunrisers Hyderabad third, RCB fourth, KKR fifth. Sorry, Shresh. Kings eleven, Punjab six, CSK seventh. Ooh, and the Rajasthan Royals eighth. Okay, Shresh. Any surprises there? How do how does this match up with your preseason predictions? And I know the moment I said any surprises, CSK stands out, don't they? Honestly, no. Uh, CSK knew that the third year of their three-year cycle would be the most difficult one. And that is what has happened. But see, the points table, I mean, the positions actually have very little value because teams 3 to teams 8, they're separated by only two points, one win. So that way, it's been a very close tournament. Uh, I felt, honestly, KKR could have easily been the worst team, the last team. They could have easily finished on 8 or 10 points this season. They sort of scrambled to victory in a few games. And RR... RR were pretty good to finish 8th, you know. So, so these, this points table is an enigma. You cannot judge team based on the points table. But yeah, I feel CSK were the team that that um, just weren't in the game. You know, they, they were the first sort of team to uh, exit the chances of qualifying. And despite them finishing 7th, mentally, they are, for me, 8th this season. No, that's fair. I mean, they were out much before any other team. I mean, they had the three victories towards the end. Shashank... Compared to your preseason predictions, how does the final standings look? Uh, well, I mean, um, no major surprises. Yes, uh, I expected Kings Eleven Punjab to be in the top four, uh, but obviously they they they, they finished where they are because of losing out uh, on a lot of close games and having the inability to you know just get over the line after doing all the hard work. So in that sense, I think it's a fair representation the the final points table. Uh, as uh, Shresh mentioned, KKR were lucky to finish where they did. They could have so easily been last and uh, just below the Rajasthan Royals. So, uh, in that sense, I think it's it's fair. But what I'd like to say is, uh, in the history of uh, the IPL, if you look back uh, to all these years, there haven't been too many instances where a team that suffered a captaincy crisis midway through the season has gone on to kind of uh, do really well. The Mumbai Indians are an exception uh, when Rohit Sharma came in, uh, you know, with uh, Ricky Ponting stepping down midway through 2013, I think. You know, Kumar Sangakara did that in 2012. The Deccan Chargers had a, a poor season. Uh, you know, that happened with the Kolkata Knight Riders this season with uh, Morgan coming in for Dinesh Karthik. So, it, it's there's, there's never this has really never uh, helped any team midway through a season. And uh, we still don't know why Karthik uh, decided to you know, move away because at the point he actually decided to, you know, quit the captaincy. KKR weren't doing too badly. They had actually won off, a, won a game from a position nobody expected them to. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put some stats out here because I'm currently working on a graphic on of KKR under Karthik and under Morgan. Both had seven matches. Karthik won four games. Morgan won three, including a super over win. When the position when DK quit, KKR were fourth. The final position they finished fifth. It clearly hasn't worked. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly what I was uh, talking about. Uh, so we don't know uh, the reasons uh, why he, you know, quit midway. Was it the external pressure? Because if it if it was the external pressure, uh, then surely, uh, you know, um, Dinesh Karthik is experienced enough to, you know, handle that situation because he's been an international cricketer for what sixteen years now. Word was that Dinesh wanted to focus on his batting, and uh, for what it's worth, it did not help. Uh, the fact that he was wasn't captain, he thought team, team thought that his batting would improve. He could f- focus on that, and that did not work out. And um, that's pretty much it. And honestly, 
uh, Dinesh Karthik's fate at KKR also, I think, is uh, not going to last uh, at the next by the ne- by the time the next auction comes. Okay, so let's end it then on a slightly happier note, though. Uh, your player of the group stages of the IPL, Shashank Kishore, is going to say Devdat Padikal. Am I right? Player of the group stages. Uh, this is a very sur- uh, surprise pick, it may be, but uh, you know. Um, I've, I'm pretty much surprised at the fact that I'm picking him, but I'd, I'd say it's Shikhar Dhawan. I mean, the manner in which he's transformed his game, uh, manner in which he's, uh, you know, overcome that slow, sluggish start, which has been bogging him for a while now, not just in the IPL, but also when he's played uh, T20 cricket for India. Uh, so so just the fact that, you know, the, manner, the way he's managed to find another gear to his batting, the ability to hit right from the get-go, uh, I think Shikhar Dhawan, uh, and and at the age where he's actually made these changes to his game, um, I think it's commendable. So Shikhar Dhawan is my uh, group stage player. Yes, Devdat Padikal comes in a second close, uh, you know, close second rather. Uh, he's been doing really well. But I think Devdat Padikal also, um, you know, if he looks back at the season, he'll probably, uh, he's tended to lose shape a while, you know, once he's settled in 30, 35, and then he's tended to slow down. So I think that's one area he'll need to work on. Uh, also, the power game needs a little bit of working, but uh, I think he's done really well for someone who's just in his first IPL season. But surprise player for me, uh, Shikhar Dhawan. Shrisht? Well, uh, you'd be surprised to hear that my pick, and I think I'll give a tied first to two people, but both these picks come from the team that finished last, and that's Rajasthan Royals. Uh, Jofra Archer was brilliant with the ball. Absolutely menacing. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And, um, you know, Rabada had a lot of wickets, but Rabada's economy was fairly high. While Archer may not have got as many wickets as Rajasthan wanted, but he got a lot of them. And his economy, economy everything was brilliant. So, Archer's the guy. He, he hit some wonderful sixes at the first half of the tournament. And he even helped them win some games in that at that time. And Rajasthan could have used him a little better as well. And you never know how the team would have finished. And the second one is the story of the tournament, Rahul Tevatia. I think Tevatia has made a case so good in the league stage that he's going to make a lot of money in the next IPL auction. He just offers you so much with the bat. He showed you that he has the grit and determination to take the game deep, to win you games from difficult situations. With the ball, he's always in the game. His leg break, although it doesn't spin much, batsmen want to take him on and they give him wickets and he's a good fielder as well. Uh, Tevati and Archer take the take the award from from me. I'd also like to make an honorable mention of uh, T Natarajan. Uh, you know, he's been another fascinating story for the IPL, coming from a hamlet in a deep interior Tamil Nadu to where he is today. Uh, you know, just the manner in which he's uh, evolved as a T20 bowler uh, doesn't have pace, but again makes up for that with his uh, variations, uh, excellent death bowling skills, his yorkers the way he goes about practicing it, the way he's nailed it under pressure. Uh, sure, he's gone for runs as a lot of bowlers have and a lot of bowlers will. But uh, it's the manner in which he's bounced back every time he's been uh, you know, hit for runs is, you know, is, is, has uh, made him stand out really. And uh, I couldn't be more delighted that he's also on the plane to Australia as one of the net bowlers for the Indian team. Who knows, an injury here and there and then possibly, you know, a cap is not too far away. So, Natarajan also makes the you know, mentions for me, I think he's uh, had a phenomenal season. 
Excellent. I asked for one each, and I got five in total. Beauty is there could be so many more, and that mm. and that's the sad thing. I want to name so many more people, but I just feel it will ruin, <laughs> it will ruin the question. You know, uh, there's Surya Kumar Yadav, there's Mayank Agarwal, there's been Ishan Kishan. There's, there's just so many. Trent Bolt, Chehel, Shami. It's just go. Andrik Nokia. You can't forget him. Varun Chakravarti, the list just goes on and that's the beauty of the IPL, isn't it? Fair enough, Shreesh. I'm not one for hyperbole, but yeah, best league in the world. Yeah, you would you would have to say so right now. So the Indian Premier League will take a break for a day, but that does not mean that T20 cricket will be off your screens because the Women's T20 Challenge is starting tomorrow with three teams, the Supernovas, the Trailblazers and Velocity. So do check that out. Shrisht and Shanky, thank you so much for joining us this evening on Stump Mike, one of our post-match IPL specials. You guys will be around for the Eliminator and the qualifiers and the final as well. So, listener, you'll get to hear from them very, very soon. <laughs>